I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Welcome back to all of our listeners from around the world and across the United States. We're happy to have you back with us for another incredible story. And if you are listening for the first time, welcome to the show. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button because I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy what you're hearing tonight. And uh, I know you'll want to show up each and every Friday for new episodes. So go ahead, click it, and enjoy. So, uh... Today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, movie experiences. Um, we'll talk about mine. And uh, are you going to be talking a little bit about your movie experience? We'll be doing that in a uh, separate podcast. I think tonight we'll uh, uh, kind of uh, focus in on you uh, going to the uh, world's largest drive-in theater. According to the movie. Yes, according to the movie. Um, uh, yeah, so... We're going to talk about uh, my experience as uh, an extra in a film. Um, I have always loved movies, and I have had the privilege of being on the set of a few different movies and music videos and commercials and things like this growing up. And my sophomore year of high school... I got to be in a Hallmark Hall of Fame movie. Um, prior to this, uh, my only experience being in front of a camera was when I was four, and uh, I was at a Baskin-Robbins with Mom and Amber, my sister, and we were enjoying some delicious uh, frozen treats when a... Uh, video crew came in and said we're going to be doing a commercial for this Baskin Robbins would anybody here like to be in the commercial and of course uh, Amber and I threw up our hands and so we got treated to some more free ice cream and plowed down into that until I think my stomach was going to burst and we ended up with a VHS copy of it which is floating somewhere in one of the cabinets with all of our other family videotapes. <laughs> um, and then uh, as far as the other movies, um, you used to work over at White Sands Missile Range in Alamogordo. White Sands National Monument. Yeah, uh, yeah, Monument, not Missile Range. That's where they do testing. We went to the park where people can visit and not worry about being near rockets. Right. Um, we were out there when they filmed the movie White Sands with um, William Defoe and Mickey Rourke, mm -hmm. and we were also out there when they filmed Tank Girl, mm -hmm. and I remember getting to go around uh, and look at the sets and everything after the production crew had left for the day, and everything was just still out there, so you drove us around the, the sets, and um, we met the British director of a Kellogg's commercial who uh, was very friendly and uh, drove us around and talked movies with me and, and stuff like that. It was, it was always a lot of fun. But uh, I remember they had a casting call for Flamingo Rising. This was the movie I was in my freshman year of um, high school. And it was in St. Augustine. And it was at uh, 
the university that they have there. And I had originally gone there thinking I would be in one of the classroom scenes that somebody would say, okay, yeah, you're about the right age. We'll use you for one of the classroom scenes. Uh, but after getting there, no bueno. Uh, it just didn't happen. And so they were talking that they were going to need extras at the drive-in movie theater. So as we were leaving, uh, you had the brilliant idea of running over and adding my name to the list. Now, the person who was in charge of casting was going around and finding specific people to ask to be at the drive-in, and it was their clipboard. They just <laughs> left it unattended. <laughs> so we threw my name down there, put my phone number on it, we went home, and then you said, why don't we take a picture of you in an outfit with a resume, and we'll run it back up there. So we ended up doing a Polaroid of me in a tie-dyed shirt with some uh, blue jeans and some uh, Converse, black Converse that I think I still have. Uh, and then we ran all the way back up to St. Augustine, which is about an hour and a half away from where we are, and dropped that off with the casting person. Like, oh, oh okay. I, I don't even know if anything happened with that. It might have ended up in a trash can. But my name got on the list. So a few days later, we got a call saying, oh, I saw that you were on the... Uh, the casting list uh, for the drive-in. So we're going to need you to come on up. Uh, it'll be during the week, and uh, you'll need to bring some wardrobe with you, and we'll look it over and see if it's something we can use. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds great. So I had to explain to my teacher and uh, some other people that I had to leave during the middle of the day because I was going to be an extra in a movie. And I got a lot of very sarcastic looks and, uh, mm hmm oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Nobody believes you if you're going to say you're leaving school to be in a movie. That sounds like the lamest excuse for ditching school ever. And so um, went up and showed him my outfit. They, they said, yep, 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 we'll go with that. They love the tie-dye shirt. They love the tie-dye shirt and my black Converse and my, my dark blue jeans. And so they had a little staging area, which was like a rec center or something, and it was right across the street from Marineland in Flagler on the way up to uh, St. Augustine. And what they had done, uh, for those of you who have no clue what the movie is, and I'm pretty sure that most people listening to this may have never seen Flamingo Rising, it did happen. It's a real thing. You can YouTube the trailer, Flamingo Rising. Uh, it's based off of a book by the same name, and the book was written by um, Larry Baker. And the story is about a family. This husband and wife had adopted uh, two children of Korean uh, origin. And the father's dream was to open up the world's largest drive-in movie theater, which they also happened to live in. And so the, the house was attached behind the screen, two-story house. And there's all sorts of things that happen. It's a coming-of-age story. Uh, really just a, a sweet movie. So uh, they found property, getting back to the main part of the story, they found property across from Marineland in Flagler that they could actually build a drive-in movie theater. And the thing is, and I didn't realize this until I was talking to uh, some of the production people, uh, 
when they build something like that, especially on the beach side, which is where it was located, they have to build it to code. So for all intents and purposes, this was an actual drive-in movie theater, and it was an actual house that they built. Now, across from the movie theater was supposed to be a mortuary, and they converted an old camping store, which um, I heard from many a people was infested with lots of snakes, raccoons, possums, just about any kind of critter you can imagine because the place had been abandoned for so long. And they turned it into a, a mortuary, uh, which was supposed to be another part of the, the story that this guy who was a funeral director um, was annoyed because of all the crowds going to the drive-in across from his uh, mortuary. And so, so they had that built up and everything. And so got there, got costumed up, went to the rec center area where they had us all sit, do the hair, yada, 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 play games, play cards. Kind of reminded me of summer camp. You know, you just meet a whole bunch of new people you never met before in your entire life and become friends with them. And then somebody comes in and says, uh, I need a whole bunch of people that can do this, 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 and this. And so you line up. And they'd say, I need you in this car. I need you with this person. I need you for this. I need you for that. Um, you two, you're a couple. Go make out in the car over there. Or you guys are going to be walking to the bathroom. Or go get snacks from the, uh, from the this, you know, Snack concession bar. stand. Yeah. And so the first night I was there, um, I got put in this one guy's car. And he had, um, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was a Nash. Mm -hmm. anyways it was the same kind of car uh mom had won in a competition years and years and years ago when she was still in her early 20s um and so i was talking to the guy about that but then they were like oh you look a little too young to be this or a little too old to be this guy's son and the tie-dyed shirt just doesn't work for this so let's put you somewhere else so then they put me with these uh two girls and uh I guess we were supposed to be hippie friends and everything. And uh, I had one scene where I had a walk. When they said action, I had to walk past the camera and walk to the bathroom. And then I just stayed in the bathroom. And But it was just me walking behind the building. And then in another shot, one of the main characters walks past me. And I had to walk forward. And I had to look above the screen because there was supposed to be this amazing firework display going off. And then a plane explodes. Of course, it's not there. Now, they kept saying that I was looking in the camera. I don't remember looking in the camera at all. Um, so I just tried to look up as high as I could so I wouldn't look like I was looking in the camera, if I was. And also because I didn't want to get cut. Because if you do it too many times, then they'll find somebody else who won't do it. Um, and I remember uh, the guy was a study cam operator, and he had a Batman and Robin uh, crew shirt. Obviously, he worked on Batman and Robin. And uh, that was exciting. So I actually got to be in front of the camera. And so that evening for that particular one, I remember they said, um, we're not going to need everybody uh, tonight. So uh, if you don't want to come tomorrow, that's perfectly fine. We're just doing some pickup stuff of this, this, and this. Okay. So we took the, the night off and then came back the following night. And they're like, oh, my God, it's the tie-dye kid. Where were you? I said, they told me I didn't have to come back the yesterday. 
<clears throat> or um, the day I was here, they said I didn't have to come back the next day because they were doing some other stuff. And like, oh, it was the biggest mistake ever because we had to reshoot the stuff that you were in. We had to redo your thing with somebody else. I was like, oh, oh my God, sorry. Uh, but nobody called us either. So I thought mm -hmm. that was kind of interesting. Um, so I ended up getting put in another spot. I got put in a truck. And so I had to pretend like this was my truck. And then uh, they gave me a, a drink and some popcorn. And I look in the cup and it's, it's like Gatorade. It's got dead bugs floating in it, <laughs> stale popcorn, not even worth eating. And I remember uh, they had Night of the Living Dead playing on the screen. And um, the night before that, I believe they had um, The Graduate. And so it was kind of neat watching those and, and getting to see some of those old movies. Now, of course, there was no sound. Even though they had the sound boxes hooked up to the car, the boxes were never wired for sound. Those were definitely props. But, you know, you could watch the movie. And, and I've seen uh, Night of the Living Dead at least 5,000 times. So I could, you know, I knew exactly what was going on in, in those scenes. Um, but it was great. I mean, we had delicious food almost every single night. And I'll never forget one night. Uh, they said, we're going to get pizzas. So they ordered something like 600 pizzas, 600 pizzas. And they had so much left over. I think we took three boxes of pizza home with us and just munched on it. It was great. And I made a total of, I think it was 214 bucks from that experience. And, um, and I worked some nights till like two in the morning because when you're shooting night scenes, they need to use the entire evening. And so sometimes it would be very exhausting. I know one time I fell asleep in the truck. And um, then the next day I would go to school. And I'd be, I would definitely be tired the next day at school. And so uh, after everything wrapped up, it took a little while. Eventually the movie got edited. And then uh, it was released on... TV and I can't remember who yeah, it was the Hallmark Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hallmark Hall of Fame movie, but it was mm -hmm. it wasn't on the Hallmark channel. It was one that they did. I can't remember it was yeah. CBS or NBC. CBS usually runs okay, the Hallmark. Okay, so it was Hall on CBS and it was a Hallmark production. Right. And so um that popped up and I got a copy of the VHS. They uh I don't remember I, I think we had become friends with Larry Baker, the, the author, author of the book. Of the book. And I believe he got a few copies of the VHS, mm -hmm. and that's how we got it, mm -hmm. was from him. Yeah. And then eventually we ordered some. Mm -hmm. But we watched it. And and then uh, we had a, an event at the school where we had him come in, and uh, he signed some books and stuff like that, and answered questions, and yada, yada, yada. And then I got this question from my teachers you never told us you were in a movie. When, <laughs> when were you in a movie? And I said, I kept saying, that's why I was leaving so early. I kept saying I was going to a movie set. And they're like, oh. <laughs> so it just like it dawned on them. I wasn't lying. I was actually going to a movie set. So that was the one time where, you know, something that seemed like the most impossible excuse turned out to be actual. Yeah, they work 12-hour shifts, so if, uh, Gary, if you were to report at 4, uh, you didn't get off till 4 the next morning, get home, just have enough time to maybe uh, comb your hair and wash up a little bit and then head out yeah. to school. So no, yeah. it was kind of rough. It, it was, was. But uh, it was it was well worth it. Who were some of the stars that you worked with? Oh, gosh. Um, 
So William Hurt. William Hurt was, was in, in it. it. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, I know the other guy. I got to think of his name. Uh, he did a lot of 80s movies. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Hold on. I'll pull it up on IMDb. And then uh, there was one incident where one of the uh, lead female actresses um, broke a heel on her shoe, and that caused quite a, oh, a, yeah. a crisis uh, in the shooting. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. See, that was the other thing. Um, when I was in the car with, there was one guy I got put in a pickup truck with, and he was just joking around a whole bunch and everything. And they had given him a radio the night before, but nobody remembered to get it back from him. And so we would sit in there and we would just listen to the crew uh, yelling back and forth at each other. On the, uh, on, on the walkie-talkie. Set, on the walkie-talkie about things that were going on. And one of the actresses broke her heel. And so they're like, oh, my God, she broke her heel. Anybody have duct tape? Uh, no, we don't have duct tape. Anybody got some chewing gum? I don't have chewing gum. We got some super glue or something? And they were just, they were getting so frustrated. Where's such and so? Oh, they haven't showed up yet. What do you mean they haven't showed up yet? They got to be on here in like five minutes. They got to do their hair and makeup and everything. Somebody go get them. Anybody call? And then uh, somebody called about uh, food. Like somebody couldn't have a certain thing. They had to have a specific meal. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So you got a behind the uh, scenes uh, view from listening to the uh, walkie talkie that the directors and other crew members uh, uh, carried around with them. Wasn't it Wolfgang Puck's uh, catering on that movie set? I'm trying to remember back on that. Um, the food was delicious. Can, I'll tell you this. All I can remember is that the food was amazing. Yeah. Really, Flamingo Rising was a, a small, low-budget, made-for-TV movie. Um, and as far as my experience, it was just a lot of fun. Yes, it was. And just think, it was so about 20 years ago. Exactly 20 yeah, years ago now. Yeah exactly 20 yeah, years ago so, wow wow how time flies well gary that was truly an incredible experience when you were uh young and in uh high school and uh, starting starting off in the world of work uh, part-time while you were still in school it was i can honestly say that was my nope i can't that's not my first paying job my face first paying job was at a cookie factory but that was my second most important paying job right right because you love the movies Mm -hmm. that i did i did and i still do so uh but next time uh, we do this we're gonna have to talk about your movie experience because even though mine is interesting um you've been able to work with a few big name actors like kevin costner so we'll let that brew in people's minds for a little bit and uh until next time i'm richard And I'm Gary, and this was my incredible story.